0: Hello and welcome to the GTI News Brief. It's Wednesday, February 24th, and here are a few of the top stories from the world of trade and trade finance this week. Scandal hit oil trader, GP Global, which is currently undergoing restructuring, is seeking court intervention to stop creditors in Singapore stealing a march on banks that are owed millions of dollars. Having run into financial difficulties in 2020, The company's chief restructuring officer and sole director, Rod Sutton of FTI Consulting, says evidence then emerged of irregular commodity trades and or fictitious trades where there was no actual transfer of any underlying cargo. He adds in a Singapore High Court affidavit that this left the group with significant bad debt. According to that document, APAC, a subsidiary of GP Global, owes more than $460 million to 20 unsecured lenders, the three largest of which are UBS, Credit Suisse and Unicredit. The Libyan central bank's letter of credit system may have been exploited for fraud on a large scale, researchers believe, after finding LC-based transaction volumes were higher than actual imports. According to a study by anti-corruption campaign group Global Witness, Over a period of 13 weeks between April and July 2020, Libya's national LC system facilitated transactions totaling nearly $2.5 billion. But when compared to UN Comtrade data on Libyan trade, Global Witness points out money was exiting Libya far faster than the relevant goods had historically come in, likely pointing to ongoing financial crime at a significant cost to Libyan public finances. The annual GTR MENA events returned virtually on February the 15th to 17th to reflect on an eventful year for global trade and developments in the Middle East and North Africa. The event saw players from across the trade ecosystem joined to discuss a wide range of topics, from building back trade resilience post-pandemic to the growing focus on ESG in the industry, the rise and rise of digitisation and the opportunities and challenges brought about by the shifting political landscape. In other news, pressure is growing for UK and US companies to shift supply chains out of Xinjiang following recent measures by both governments to crack down on imports of goods linked to the Chinese region. It comes amid international outcry over reported human rights abuses. Last month, the US rolled out a sweeping ban on cotton and tomato imports from the Xinjiang region. Meanwhile, the UK bolstered its Modern Slavery Act – and says it will fine non-compliant companies. Yet, as Western companies look for alternative suppliers, there are warnings that they could be exposed to forced labor risks in other parts of China or even countries elsewhere in Asia. Earlier this month, Singapore became the second country after Bahrain to adopt into its own domestic legislation the Unstral Model Law on Electronic Transferable Records, otherwise known as MLETA. The law amendment sees the city-state grant electronic bills of lading, as well as digital promissory notes and bills of exchange, the same legal standing as their paper-based counterparts. Having covered this story myself a couple of weeks back, I spoke to senior reporter Eleanor Rag about the amendment. And what it means for the progress of the Maletta. So, Felix, Singapore's recently adopted the UNCITRAL Model Law on Electronic Transferable Records, or Maletta, into domestic legislation. What exactly does this law amendment mean for businesses or banks who are engaged in trade and trade finance in the city state? In a nutshell, the Singapore Parliament has amended its domestic legislation and said it will treat certain electronic documents, such as the electronic bill lading and electronic promissory notes, the same as their paper-based counterparts. Singapore has had legislation in force for the past 10 years called the Electronic Transactions Act, which has worked to facilitate electronic transactions through the recognition of electronic signatures and records. But previously, certain matters including promissory notes, bills of exchange and bills of lading, had been excluded from the scope of the ETA. Earlier this month, though, it finally passed an amendment to this law and gave legislative backing to these types of instruments. Um, What's really caught people's eye is that the amendment to law has been done by adopting the UNSTERL model law on electronic transferable records, bit of a mouthful, uh, into its own domestic legislation, otherwise known as MOLETA, proponents of digitalisation in the industry have been talking up the need for countries to bring this law into their own domestic legislation for a while now uh, as i'm sure we'll talk about in a second there hasn't been much take up had there hasn't been much take up of maletta yet uh, in fact singapore is only the second country to adopt the model law on electronic transferable records and for many it does mark a pretty significant step and in practical terms Uh, The move means companies looking to use electronic trade instruments in Singapore, such as the EBL, now don't have to be on the same platform and all signed up to the same agreement as the rules have been enshrined into law. Uh, Previously in Singapore, and and as is currently still the case in most jurisdictions, companies or other players involved in trade relied on contract law when using digital instruments such as the EBL which meant that all parties involved in a transaction had to be onboarded onto a single platform. So as you just mentioned, Singapore is the second country to adopt Maletta after Bahrain. How likely is it that we'll see widespread adoption of this model law in the coming years? That's correct. Uh, so Bahrain was the first country to adopt the model law in 2018, and Singapore has now followed suit. Uh, figureheads in the industry have long voice concerns over the lack of legal protocols, and have called on governments to adopt the letter to remedy these issues and accelerate the digitisation of trade. Um, with Singapore now incorporating letter into its own domestic law, there are hopes that other countries could follow suit too. There are suggestions that Singapore's law amendment could act as a template, for instance, for other common law nations. Uh, Michael a uh, co-chair of the ICC Working Group on Digitalisation in Trade Finance, told me for this piece that hopefully the speed at which they can now adopt it will be faster than before. Uh, Meanwhile, there are also efforts being carried out in India, South America, the US and the UK to give legal standing to electronic transferable records. Uh, In Peru, for instance, the government issued a decree which mandated the adoption of EBLs in May last year. Uh, That was made in response to COVID-19 logistics issues. And the UK Law Commission is actively working with the ICC to update the Bills of Exchange Act of 1882 to include electronic transferable records. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Ultimately, Singapore is only the second country to adopt the and the tipping point for the model law will only really come when the top 10 to 15 trading nations who account for 80% of global trade, roughly, incorporate it into domestic legislation. So moves by China, the EU, the US and others to adopt the if they ever do, of course, will be key. Once this tipping point occurs, then, do any other obstacles remain to trade digitisation? Yeah, so at the end of the day, legal infrastructure is not the only obstacle to the digitalisation of trade. Uh, One other major roadblock cited by experts is digital standards. Uh, These are needed to ensure interoperability between the various technology platforms and blockchain-based networks that have sprung up in the world of trade. Uh, Currently, blockchain and other technology platforms in the trade space often can't connect with one another or integrate with banks' existing systems. Though there are efforts to remedy these issues, work is being done through the ICC's Digital Standards Initiative, for instance, which was formalised as an entity in March 2020, Uh, that launched with seed funding from Singapore and the Asian Development Bank later that year. Uh, Meanwhile, another key hurdle will be convincing all the various players involved in a trade transaction that they can make a profit if they switch from paper to digital trade documents. As Michael Vontemieters put it to me, a transaction between East Africa and Europe could have dozens of actors and hundreds of handoffs. Uh, Given some of these companies will be using paper-based documents and making money regardless, they need to be shown that it's still possible to continue gaining a profit from the electronic transfer of information rather than paper. Thanks for listening to this episode of the GTR News Brief. We'll have more stories from the world of trade and trade finance soon. The music used for this episode was provided by Kevin MacLeod with his track Loopster, as well as South London Hi-Fi with their track Sunrise Drive.